Hey everybody, it's Connor. You are seconds away from an amazing episode that we recorded with Sam Pauly from Six. You are going to love it. But before we jump into it, I've got to give you your weekly reminder that Dylan and I have a Patreon where for $5 a month, you get access to bonus episodes and our Instagram close friends. It is so fun and filled with drama, sizzling hot takes, and those episodes that are on the Patreon, we dive into everything you could possibly imagine from theater to pop culture to our personal lives. It's a personal affair over on the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the drama podcast, $5 a month. Your support goes a long way and we really love you all. We appreciate you and we hope that you enjoy this episode with Sam Pauly. All right. See you soon. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste it. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got an They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we, we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. Connor, it's a big weekend for us. Virgo season is in full swing. Virgo's groove, baby. That's right. And it is our birthday on Tuesday. Yeah. And our collective birthday, which some people, you know, it's funny. This is the first year we're not celebrating together by throwing parties. I know. This actually, that's weird. You're right. Because we usually somehow end up together because it's around Labor Day and I'm usually somewhere, you're somewhere, whatever. But. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, people People were like, oh, is Connor going to be there? Like, I, you know, I'm throwing a little shindig for myself tonight. And I'm like, well, no, he's got his own party in New York. Dylan, somebody <laughs> literally asked me if I was going to Columbus for your party tomorrow. For yes. Dylan's party. And I was like, wait, oh, but yeah. it's my birthday too. Like, <laughs> what? No, I know, I know, I know. It's crazy. And and then we'll be together next weekend for Labor Day for the, the wedding. The wedding. Yes, the much talked about wedding are one of our very best friends, Lisa and Ryan are getting married and we're singing in the wedding. <laughs> I know. Wait, it's 11-11, make a wish. I just saw oh. on the on the clock. In I, real time, make a wish. Yeah. I make like six at once. Oh, you got it memorized? Oh, it's like a it's a rundown, you know? Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I I'm the only person who does that. You change it up. Do people still do 11-11 is the real question. I yeah. do. Okay, our guest is not a guest. Um, I will say... We are making our return to singing for the first time since 2016. Right. As as non-vocalists, this is a challenge, but we're really going to act it. We're really going to yes. give like a, a a talk sing kind of thing. Oh, no, but... not a talk sing. <laughs> um, not, not, a, not a bed midler and hello, Dolly. What um, are you talking about? I'm just kidding. Stop, I'm just stop, kidding. Stop. Um, <laughs> we're singing a Taylor Swift medley and it's going to be so fun. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt with Taylor Swift lyrics on it, which brings me to what I wanted to say to you, Connor. Oh, okay. The Taylor Swift um, lawsuit about her not allegedly not knowing the 3LW song from the 90s and her possibly <sighs> ripping off the player's gonna play type thing for Shake It Off. That's right. You told me about this and I was like, yes. you have to teach me because I don't know. So it's basically she's claiming she didn't know that lyric existed. Yes. And they're claiming that it was theirs first. And that she stole it and put it into Shake It Off. Now here's the thing. It is an iconic lyric. It's an iconic lyric. I feel like the phrase must have just entered general lexicon and that's where it came from. Everything comes from something. I you know. know. These lawsuits about like intellectual property and whatnot. It's so dicey. But the reason I'm upset is it's delaying Taylor's version of 1989 because she obviously can't put that new version out there if it's going to cost her money ultimately. 
Wow, I never put that together, but you're right. I know, you're I'm so ready. right. I wish we would have had 1989 for the summer. It would have been so fun. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait. Can you believe it's almost been a year since Rad Taylor's version came out? Um, no, because I listen to All Too Well 10 minutes every single day, but that's a topic <laughs> for another conversation. But anyway, Dylan, we're talking about Taylor. We're talking about 3LW, the, these queens, these queens, yes. these queens. Pop queens. Pop queens. And we've got a queen a pop queen yeah. with us today. Because, you know, there's this whole thing in the show, they, they call it queenspiration. Yes, yes, they do. And Which sounds a little bit like perspiration, but, you know, we'll move on. <laughs> oh, my God, stop it. No, no, it's so freaking fun. And actually, we, we talked about this on the Patreon yesterday, but we were emailing with Lucy and Toby. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And the nicest emails we've ever received in the our nicest, lives. N- the nicest not right now emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like received. literally nicest, l- nicest ever. But anyway, I'm so excited because we had not had a, one of these queens from six on in a year and a half. I know, it was Brit Mac. It was, it was a year into the pandemic. We didn't have vaccines yet. Not yet, not yet. Anyway, I'm going to bring our guest in today because I'm literally that excited. Cannot stop listening to the recording of the opening night. Anyway, our guest today, as we said, is royalty, currently starring as Katherine Howard in Six the Musical on Broadway, for which she's part of the Drama Desk award-winning Best Ensemble. Before originating this role, first on tour and then in New York, she toured in Bad Out of Hell as Valkyrie and was handpicked by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jamie Floyd to play Ava Perone in Evita on the West End at Regent's Park Open Air Theater, which is like all the rage right now because they just did Legally Blonde in the open air. Anyway, she cut her teeth in Chicago, starring as Beth in Honeymoon in Vegas, Jovi in Elf the Musical, and Amber Von Tussel in Hairspray, among others, including the musical adaptation of Beaches. On TV, you just might recognize our guests from Chicago PD on NBC, as well as in ads for Mike's Hard Lemonade, Purina, and T-Mobile. She's performed on the Tony Awards, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, and can be seen making her solo concert debut on November 1st at Chelsea Table and Stage, which just added a second performance due to overwhelming demand. Queen, please welcome to drama, Samantha Polly. Hi. Hello. I'm sorry, Connor went with the nickname. I went with the more formal government <laughs> name for That's the intro. Okay. What do you prefer? Um, no one really calls me Samantha. Oh, wow. Anymore. I feel like it used to, it used to be my parents would still call me Samantha. And then my sister just started calling me Sam and everybody else did. And now they, my mom even throws it in and she, she was the one that used to say like that, that, well, that's not your name. Sam is not your name. Your name moms is Sam. love moms love to say that moms really love to say that, but now she'll throw it in there. And I'm like, what's happening? Never Sammy. Um, no, not really. Okay. That's like the soccer girl with her hair pulled back. Like Sammy. Oh. I'm like, she, I'm speaking about a girl we went to high school with. But anyways, it's Blake, it's Blake Lively and, C- and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants vibes. Yes, like soccer girl. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, there's not um, not many people that that call me that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Were you into Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, <laughs> aka Blake Lively? Because I remember feeling so traumatized by her storyline in that film when I was young, and I was like, oh my god. I don't know if I've ever seen the first one. I saw the second. I didn't read the books. I saw the second one. But I'm, I mean, I'm a Blake Lively fan. Yeah. Gossip Girl. Of course. Incredible. That's, that's oh, she, cool. she's, she kind of won, didn't she? She's had <laughs> iconic roles. She's married to one of the hottest men in the world. She really did. She's tearing it up. I know. 
And you know, speaking of Taylor Swift, she has like songs named after her <laughs> children on like Taylor's albums. That's true. And is she really? Yeah. Um, well, in the song Betty, are you a Taylor fan, by the way? I I don't mind Taylor Swift, but I don't really listen to her. That's fair. Please, no one, no one attack me. <laughs> You're more of an Ariana girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's like your Who's like your queen? I know you don't listen to musical theater, from what I've heard, from what I've read and heard. I don't. I don't really. Um, I yeah, a lot of Ariana Grande, a lot of Billie Eilish recently. Oh, cool. I don't know if I have like one pop star that I listen to. I will say, um, I kind of taught myself to sing the way that I do by listening to Kelly Clarkson. Because I was watching American Idol like every uh, every week oh, when yeah. she, like that first season, and I remember being like, "Oh, that's like how I'm supposed to sing." And I would try and sing like I would try and like emulate what what she did, probably incorrectly as a as a small child. Sure, but- I think we're around the same age, so I, I definitely remember in real time all of that happening. Her covers were iconic, and what's so fun is now Kelly Oki is basically doing the same thing. Our, my, our friend Jimmy, better known as Poot, often says that, you know, it's no surprise that her Kelly Oki songs are such hits because that's how she became famous in the first place, by singing yeah. basically karaoke every week on television. And slaying. Yeah. I know. She's amazing. Your runs actually kind of remind me of hers now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. that's I, I need to do like a side-by-side comparison. <gasps> okay. Oh my God. I'm sure there's like a six fan out there who who would do it. Yes, 100%. This will this episode will come out and some <laughs> make that within 24 hours, I bet. Yes. Someone far more talented at that than me. Well, listen, I am just so happy that we're sitting here chatting with you, Sam. And you know, I would love to just know where 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 are we finding you today? How how are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm well. I didn't get uh, like a ton of sleep last night, but I feel surprisingly awake I think because I knew I had to do this so I'm excited <laughs> to come on and talk to you guys yeah I'm just chilling in my apartment hanging out I don't have a show until eight o'clock tonight so I have the whole day to do nothing and you guys have been back on Broadway for like almost a year that's wild yeah we started I think we we started rehearsals August 23rd of last year I think so okay. so yeah we've been back at it for a little while I remember six when it came back it was sort of like this like official like okay Broadway is back this was the show that almost opened like the heartbreak we all collectively felt on your what was supposed to be your opening night in 2020 like y'all coming back was like a symbol of of rejuvenation in the community yeah and I think it's you know partly because of what you mentioned all of Broadway shut down on what was supposed to be our opening night like I was in a lift on my way back to my apartment to get my opening night outfit like for the party and then all the articles started coming out and all of us were texting each other because I think even like management didn't really know what was going on so I just stayed at home we were all texting each other like I are you at the theater yet I'm not should I be coming into the city like I don't know what to do and the show was supposed to be at six o'clock I think yeah openings are always at a weird time (laughs) and I think we finally got a a company-wide email around four o'clock 4 30 saying like if you're not here already don't come in everything is shutting down and then later that night or the next day I think we got another email that said like this will be for four weeks no questions asked April 13th we will be back 
And then that didn't happen. Gosh, that's <laughs> chilling to, to think about. And like the constant waiting, the anxiety of an opening night. And then, you know, the anxiety of, is there going to be this scary, what we thought was maybe an airborne illness. There were so many like things that were up in the air. Um, I do have a question that, you know, we're supposed to ask her more. I always say, I'm, you know, but the dress you were supposed to wear the original opening night. Yes. Was it ultimately your dress at the official opening night in 2022? 2021. No. Um, no. No. Costume change. Yeah. Costume change. Cause like, I mean, 18 months went by and I feel like I saw so many other looks like online and on Pinterest and Instagram that I was like, I think I want something more like this. Okay. And, uh, my friend Bryce Turgeon made both of my outfits. Um, he makes uh, a lot of outfits for the uh, Queens on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, oh my God. Like a lot of iconic ones that you've seen, like a lot of things for Sasha Velour, um, a, a ton of, I mean, he is so incredibly talented. We went to college together. Oh, how cool. And I asked him to make me an outfit for my first opening night. And then after I said, I, I still have, both of them obviously but I was like don't hate me but I think I kind of want something else and like he doesn't care like yeah yeah I'm paying him either way so like, yeah <laughs> wait so has that dress ever made a debut the original one um not in its entirety it's in three pieces um so that I can wear it different ways I wore part of it uh when I did like a fun photo shoot with a friend around this time last year but the entire three-piece thing of it no has not oh my gosh fine an appearance anywhere i know i'm just like i'm waiting for something yeah um i'm stuck on this bit about your friend who designs for drag queens because i am a drag race <laughs> super fan and i am just imagining possibly bryce designing the iconic finale look where sasha you know revealed the rose petals falling down who knows for certain do you know if bryce did that one let me look on instagram but okay I'm okay that's so cool wait where did you go to school yeah. I went to, you You have never heard of it. I went to uh, Viterbo University Okay. in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, hi. I've never heard of any of these places. You're, you're right. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, how, would I how would I find this out? How would I figure out if he made that? Dylan, you should Google it. You should just Google Bryce. I'll give it a quick Google. I'll give it a quick Google. What's his last name? Turgeon? Yeah. You know the um you know the the purple one that Sasha Valor has worn? Like it's like this like I can picture one. it from Instagram for sure. You know also, what I mean? We're both wearing purple today. We are. <laughs> I missed the memo. I can't find out, but I will do a deep dive and find out. Yeah. I mean Oh, I recognize Bryce. I think he designs with someone named Florence DeLee, who does a lot of the dresses and gowns as well for like Tina Burner and Yeah, like, it, they're they're the same they're the same person. Oh, they're the same person? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Iconic. <laughs> that is so fun. Yeah. yeah. Amazing designer. That yeah. is so cool. So y'all met at school. Well, you know, people will now know what Viterbo is because it's launched two stars. Yes. That's so fun. So, okay, what led you to wanting to go to school in Wisconsin? Are you from the Midwest? Or I am from the Midwest. I grew up in Iowa. I I ended up going there because it was it was originally my backup school, but then they just ended up offering me the most money. So that's that's just kind of where I ended up going. And I didn't really, I don't know. I knew like the quote unquote good schools. Yeah. But I don't know. I just wanted to like 
go somewhere. Um, Cause I didn't start doing theater until the end of my junior year of high school. So I didn't really know a lot like period about theater. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just go to this school and I'll, I'll major in music theater. Right. Yeah. Wait, how interesting, I guess. Cause a lot of our guests are like, Oh, it was watching Annie or the wizard of Oz when I was, you know, three or four years old when they realized mm-hmm. they like loved it. And then they like kind of started getting into it throughout, but that it's very like Troy Bolton of you to be like, okay, it's junior oh. year. And I'm like <laughs> really good at this and I'm going to go to Juilliard. No, I'm just kidding. But so w- do you feel like you had a moment where you realized you loved it regardless? Like e- even before you realized you wanted to do it in college, like we call it the ring of keys moment on the pod, but it's like that moment of recognition where you maybe were watching something or were experienced something in, in the arts that made you want to consume it forever in your life. Yes. Um. Yes. I don't know about like forever and ever. Cause I still have moments where I'm like, why do I do this? <laughs> right. But before my senior year of high school, I, so I, I like tried out for the spring musical and in my junior year got into the show and I'd always been a singer. Like I did choir, but like, I didn't, I guess I was always like, uh, how do I do that for a job? Like, what do I do? And then that summer before my senior year, uh, the choir and theater departments took a trip to New York city and I had never seen a Broadway show before. And we saw the Drowsy Chaperone. Um, saw the original cast of that, which was incredible. And then we went to go see Wicked. And Wicked, we saw Wicked first. Um, that was my first time seeing a Broadway show. And Julia Murney was playing Alphaba. Yes. And I, my moment was watching Defying Gravity and listening to her voice. And like, I had never heard a voice like that before. And watching Defying Gravity and being like, well, I want to do that. That's it, right? Like, that's, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I mean, I've, I've loved Julia Murney for forever. And you know what is wild? I've never met her. Okay. I'm dying to sometime. But um, one of my students was just in New York, like last week. I just had this pulled up because I was like, I know they're going to ask me about this moment. And I have... He went to go see Between the Lines. Yes. And he texted me at like almost 1 a.m. that night. And he said, <laughs> he said, Julia Murney and I just talked about you for like five minutes straight. And I said, <laughs> huh? He said, she wanted me to tell you that you are amazing and she loves you. I said, what is going on? <laughs> what? I've never met her. But like, I was like, this is no, this is not. That's so fun. You're her queen inspiration. How would she have any idea who I am? Like I saw her briefly at Broadway con one year and I didn't get to meet her. She was like walking by and I kind of like yelled at her. (laughs) Same. I was so excited. I kind of yelled at her and I said, Julia Murney, I love your nobody side. Like yelled at this woman. I don't think she heard me, but I... I, and the wild party is my favorite musical of all time. Uh, That's, she's just incredible. So that, so like having seen her and that being the moment and then getting a text like that, like a week ago, I was like, what is, certainly this is not. Yeah. Well, I love that you're so, you know, accessible to your students, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not all. There's uh, very few. Julia Murney is 
such an icon. We actually had her on the podcast. Was it like a year ago, Dylan, or two years ago? It was about ago? a year ago. Um, and she is one of the most authentic people I've ever talked to in my entire life. And that voice is just beyond. Like, you can't teach it. She's crazy good. Ugh. She must have seen Six. She probably saw you She in definitely six. did. So what I was going to say, Sam, is that she, I told her this. I'm like, you're a Broadway socialite, Julia. Like, you, she attends so many shows and she's always gassing them up on her Instagram and social media. Like she's, I feel like she's at all the openings. She's like Rosie O'Donnell, but like she is just an authentic fan of theater as well as being a part of the community. So she definitely knows who you are and, and adore and sees what we see. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> there's been a, there's been a couple weird, weird things like that. I think because during the shutdown, I was doing those like song a day videos and I was posting every day and just acting like an idiot and like tagging people and hashtagging whatever that like <laughs> there there was a day that that like Cynthia Arrivo responded to something I posted on my story and she's like oh my god this, you're so funny and I love your videos you're hilarious and I was like what the what what that is what look at you that's beyond oh my god or like people that bring their kids to come see six and they're like oh my god my daughter loves your song and david is like we would watch them every day renee lee schoolberry laura bonanti i'm like what is happening what oh. you did keep us all entertained during the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> i tried you know what i i i my intention was to keep myself entertained because i was going crazy yeah um and i'm glad everyone else just had a good time <laughs> Were those in the, like, did you put those as grid posts on Instagram or were those just in the story? No, they're, they end up on my feed. What is like, the most popular one? That's a good question. I, don't I love that you don't know, first of all, like, that's <laughs> like, so I would be obsessing, like, which one did the best, you know? <laughs> Hold on, let's see. I feel like I, I feel like I. If we keep having Sam look things up on her phone I today, I'm so sorry. I feel like I have an idea, but I, let's see. Uh, I wonder what Cynthia replied to. I had gotten mentioned in like, there was like a Playbill article about something that like mentioned both of our names in the headline. I, it was something mm. about like this person and this person, look at what they're doing during the shutdown. And I, and I oh, posted okay. something like, why, why is my name in the same headline as Cynthia Rebo? Like <laughs> what is happening? And she responded to that and she was like, oh my God, you're so funny. Also your videos are hilarious. And I was like, what, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God. Why She's a girl's girl. talking to me? That. Like I was freaking out. What is, okay. So far, I feel like the one with the most, Jesus, I did so many of these. Why did I do this? <laughs> when I sang all of all you want to do that had like, like 52,000. Ooh. Oh my God. Um, yeah, Cause that was the only recording we had of you in a, in a, in a certain capacity yeah, for a while. Um, I would think there's gotta be a wicked one. That's just. Well, I'm getting a wicked theme here, obviously. Um, I know people dreamcast you in the film as well. That's very nice. I'm not I'm not like enough of a name to to be in the film. I'm so excited for it's gonna be good. I'm it's gonna be real good. I can't wait. Yeah, I would think I maybe that all you want to do is probably the one. Yeah, there's the very first video I posted, I did like a small snippet of all you want to do, and that had to awesome. okay. and then when I did the whole song, that had like 52, 53. A lot of the wicked ones have like, I don't know, 20. I'm just like acting like an idiot and like throwing in all these extra riffs for no reason. You're having like, fun. Well, yeah, it's fun. You're just having fun. Just having a good time. <laughs> well, spe speaking of all you want to do, you know, when I first heard Six, 
you know, it was the it was the British, the, the London version, the yeah. West End version. That was always my favorite song. And then we actually got to see you in the show like a week before the shutdown. So this is mm-hmm. this is giving March Great. 2020 vibes. Yes. And I remember being so taken by your take on the song because yes. it's different than you'd hear on that original recording, you know, like it's yes. you're acting, honey. It, you're acting. Yeah. It's such a story. It's. <laughs> so deep it's so much more meaningful than i think you'd get on first listen than when you when you watch it and you slayed mama thank you very much yeah the 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 london cast recording is incredible like it's yeah. kind of, that's how people are introduced to the show yeah um but it's it's definitely just like a studio recording the intention like lucy and toby have said when they made it is we just we want to record these we're recording these pop songs. It's nice that now the the version that I've created, another moment where I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is that? Like? <laughs> um, that the version I've created is just forever, forever there on that album. It's so special. It's the whole recording is brilliant. I I I really am so I think it's such a cool idea that it's live. That like that that to me is the essence of what six is because yeah. it's truly been the people's musical too for years now i mean everyone loves oh. six people who aren't big theater fans know six yeah and that's what i think is i love when theater transcends like that it's really special has um has your life changed a lot over the last couple of years like you know you're nodding yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i mean right before before I auditioned for six and like stuff with Evita started happening, I was in a place I was living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I lived there for seven years before I okay. moved here that I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this like one last contract that I got asked to do. And then I'm done for a while. Mm. I'm not excited about new projects anymore. I don't care. I don't want to go in for stuff. I'm just not having fun. I'm not enjoying this. So I had kind of like made that decision and started to, I guess, manage my expectations and tell myself like, well, you know, you tried and like you, you booked this national tour and you were supposed to go out on that. And then that got canceled. So like, what's the point? You're probably never going to be on Broadway and that's okay. You don't have to. You're definitely not like, why would you ever make it to the Tonys? Like that's, I was managing a lot of expectations and limiting myself. And then when six first started having auditions and they were calling me in, I, I kept saying, no, I was like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I knew I heard, I read that you played hard to get with six. Yeah. I'm well, I guess unintentionally I was, (laughs) because I had also, I had, I had said yes to this other contract is at, at the Marriott theater where I've done like, 10 shows and they were doing footloose and they called my agent and they're like, will she just come play rusty? I'm so glad you said rusty, the better (laughs) of the female roles. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like they gave me my first job when I moved to Chicago. I, they just offered me my equity card. Like they, they kickstarted my career. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I know all, I know they'll treat me well. I'll do this thing. And and literally the day I finally signed a contract for that is when Chicago Shakes first reached out to my agent and they're like, we want Sam to come in for six. And I said, no, no, I just signed. I yeah. literally just signed this thing. I can't, I can't, 
they're not, they're not going to let me go. What's yeah. why? No. So yeah, I said no three times and they started having auditions and I kept saying no. And, um, and then the music director called me and she's like, I just, I know, I know you have another show and, and, and I get it and you don't want to, you know, ruin a relationship, but like, I think this show's going to Broadway. I think this is your show. I think this is it. Wow. I think you can just make a tape and you just, I, you have to sing for these people. And I said, all right. So I made, I like made a tape that night, uh, like 10 o'clock at night. Um, and I texted it to her and she texted me five minutes later and she's like, they just, they want you to come in for callbacks. <laughs> okay. Cause like all of it was happening in Chicago where like everybody else was also going in and I'm like, shit, people, people know that I'm doing footloose. And then they're see me at this, at callbacks for this, knowing that the dates are the same. So I was very carefully trying to like, well, so, okay, I'll go to callbacks, but I'm not gonna, just, hopefully no one says anything. And then like within that same week, I got an email about Evita. Oh my God, when it rains. Yes. that And within literally three weeks, like I went in for six and then a couple weeks later, they had final callbacks for six. That same day was like an eight hour day of final callbacks for six in Chicago. I finished that day. I left Chicago shakes and got on a plane that night and came to New York. And the next day did my first appointment for Evita. <laughs> That's wild. After like two, so it was like literally in five weeks time, everything changed wow. and it just continued to change. I, we found out about Broadway when I was in London, I was at intermission of my final preview of Evita when my agent called and was like, I, I know you're super busy and you're probably at intermission and, and, and I know you open tomorrow and I'm going to see you tomorrow, but do you want to go to Broadway with six? <gasps> Oh my god! I just gotta chill. And I'm like sitting there. I'm in my dressing room, and and the our 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 wig tech is doing my hair, getting my hair ready for Act Two. And I my dressing I shared a dressing room with our dance captain, and she pulled out her phone and she she recorded the whole thing because she's like, I think this is it. I think this is the whole job. I think this is it. I'm gonna record it. She like pulled her phone. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a video of it on my Instagram somewhere. Oh, that's magic. That is so cool. And finished that that show and then opened Evita the next night and and then so yeah it was it was definitely I mean my my life mantra is everything happens exactly how it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I I'm interested in this part where you were kind of like making peace with your dreams adjusting. You know, you were like, I might not make it to the Tonys. I might not make it to Broadway. And then and then it happens. I feel like it, it happened in the right way for you. You know, like absolutely. I'm sure you also slayed Evita. I wish I could have I seen know, you. I know. I'm thinking about that. That's a hard thing. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. Oh my God. I'm sure. And the production was acclaimed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I, it, it, it was. And I, I, it was outdoor theater. I'd never done outdoor theater before. Um, I, I was originally told I would only be doing seven shows a week. And then I got there and they're like, we just want you to do all of them. Can you try? Mm. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, we got, we got through previews and I said, let me, let's get through previews. Let me see if I can do all of previews, you know, tech rehearsal previews at night, 
get through opening and then continue on into eight shows a week. Let me see if I can do that because I feel like if I can do eight shows after all of that before with no break, then I think I'm good to do all eight for the summer. Yeah. And I did. I, I, I made it through. There were two weeks that they added a ninth show and they asked if I would do that. And I said, I, no, that I can't do. I've never heard of that happening. A before. ninth show? Yeah. I And I don't remember. I don't remember why. Um, it was just like two, two random weeks that they added a ninth show. Um, so they had, I had two alternates that were in the ensemble and, um, they gave them a, a matinee. It was like extra matinees that got added. I think they had them to matinees and I, I wasn't allowed anywhere. Near. I was like, well, I'll, but I'll come and I'll like, come and, walk. <laughs> and Jamie Lloyd, the director was like, no, you will not. You are not allowed. You are not allowed in the park. You are not allowed in Regents Park. If you are anywhere near, no, we people will be looking. You are not allowed. Yeah. You are not allowed in the theater. I don't want you to see everything that's happening. <laughs> I was never on any um, group chats with like rehearsal footage or choreography or anything because he didn't want me to see anything that was happening around mm. me or behind me. He's like, I don't want you to see any of it for fear that it will change what you're already doing. Hmm. He seems protective. That feels nice to me. Yeah. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah. And he directed that Betrayal Revival a few years ago, right? Okay. Yes. He directed Betrayal. He just uh, directed that production of Cyrano with James McAvoy that was at the end of Brooklyn, which I saw twice because it was so good. I love James Um, McAvoy too. uh, Right now he's doing The Seagull in London with Amelia Clark. Oh I mean, my god! Yeah, yeah. he's uh, unreal. Absolutely! Wow, I love that. I I need to know though. Did you go full Madonna and ado- adopt a British accent while living in London that summer? No. Oh my god! <laughs> but you know what? You know what I did. What took me a little while to get used to for the first couple of weeks of rehearsal is that like when you show up somewhere, they don't say like "Hi, how are you?" or like "How's it going." They say, you okay. <laughs> oh. And I was showing up every day and they'd be like, hi, Sam, you okay? And I'd be like, I'm fine. Do I look tired or like, do I still look jet lag? Like, I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? That like, it took me, <laughs> it took me a little bit. Like, <laughs> no, that's just like, hi, how are you today? Yeah. You okay, hon? You hon? And it's that. And like, in a, in a lot of rehearsal, like when notes were being given, if some, if like, or if the choreographer or director, or music director would be like, Hey, you need to do this instead. It's you're doing this, but it's actually this instead of saying, Oh, sure. Yeah. Like I got it. Yeah. Okay. They just say fine. Oh, and fine is like a pet peeve of mine. Well, to me, when I first started to hear it, I'm like, Ooh, they're mad. <laughs> like, okay, fine, fine. Like that's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that I that I adopted. I think because I heard it so much that I'd be like, fine, yeah, fine. That I say it now, and I'm like, I probably sound like an asshole. Can I say that? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, in real time. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's fine. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah I'll get I'll get like so notes at work or something, and I'll be like, yeah, fine, fine. But I probably sound like a dick. Okay, well, everyone, listen, if you ever hear Sam say fine, she's not mad. She's just agreeing and understanding. That's so fun. Did your Ava sing You Must Love Me? 
Yeah. I love that song. Is that controversial? You like that song? I know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, when when they did it at City Center a few years ago and Celia Pfeiffer sang it, she has like this version that's on Broadway.com. It, it is so good. I listen to it all the time. Even the song kind of just kind of ends, but it's really good. I just feel like the the song the song in general I don't mind. I but I the reason I don't like it is because I feel like where it happens in the show brings everything to like a screeching halt. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's just so out of nowhere. Like her and Pedon are arguing and like it's the moment where he's finally like, I'm trying to point out that you're dying, you idiot. Like never said that to her before. And it, and then all of a sudden she's like, and yes, I am actually, yes, I am dying. How can you still stay with me? And then she goes through her whole event. Like I just, I don't mind singing it because it's a nice, it's a cute little break before the beast of an ending, but something about where it's, where it happens in the show. I'm like, Ugh, uh, we're doing it. Okay. But you know what, you know what I will say <laughs> is that the woman that did casting for the film, mm -hmm. for the Madonna film came and saw our production and she was at opening night. And I don't know if she was, if she was drunk and just being very nice or if she was actually being very genuine, but she saw me at the party and she said, you know what? I've always really hated. You must love me. I hated it in the movie. I, I don't like that song, but you sang it in this production and I love it. And I want you to sing it at my funeral when I die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got that gig booked. That's good. Oh my god! Like she didn't. She didn't really. And then she introduced herself. She's like, you know what? I just always hated that. I want you to sing that when I die. And I was like, hi, who are you? <laughs> that's, that's such a cool encounter. I mean, kind of random, but so fun. Yeah. Honor. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I love it. So okay. So you know, there's obviously amazing songs in that show, and you've got a concert coming up in a few months. Can we expect some career greatest hits throughout the, are you being secretive about it? Like what's the storyline with that? Not super secretive. Like I'm not going to release the whole Got set it. list, but the set list is made. I have it in, in its order. I know how it's going to flow, which took a little bit. There were like a couple of things that I kept moving back and forth. And I'm like, where does this make sense? But there will be uh for, for my, when I first made a tape for six, I sang Ariana Grande because I'm like, well, I think the character that I would play is the one that she's got like yeah. ponytail. So I'll sing Ariana Grande. So there's definitely going to be some Ariana Grande in there. Will it be that song? One of them. Yes, I have. Right now I have three Ariana songs on my. Okay. Love. Okay. There will be some Evita. <gasps> um, well, we know it won't be You Must Love Me. <laughs> Not gonna be you must love me. That's for the funeral. That's for the funeral for that woman. That is for the funeral. And then there's, you know, there's a couple things on there that are like shows I would love to be in. They're not on there for that reason, yeah. but they are they are like dream yeah. shows. And and one of those is is wicked, we know, because of your you know, your teens when you saw it. If they haven't seen you yet, I think that they will eventually. I mean, I've yeah, I've 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 gone in for wicked a, a handful of times uh, that needs that to happen means, that needs to happen i think you'd look gorgeous green too oh my god thank you so much <laughs> I, you know what i wonder that sometimes i'm like i don't know if i could look good in that but 
manifested. I think Julia Murney said to us that she felt more beautiful green than oh. out of green. Wow. I think she said that to us. I'm trying to remember. Oh. We've said we've seen if we've had a few alphabets on the pod, so it could have been one of the other ones. But and and also yeah. you're still you're still doing six. You're still having the time of your life at the Brooks Atkinson Theater. And there's some new there's some new queens, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have we have three new people. Three, three new people and, and three three OGs left. Oh my gosh! Wow. Do you know how long you'll stick around, or is that? I do know how long I will stick around. <laughs> well, I've got to come and see you in it again. It's been literally, you know, a year and a half, two years since I've been back to six. So, see you again. I forgot to ask you this: What was it like performing at the Tonys? Because that was probably the performance of the night. It was. It was just like the best. It was unreal. I don't. I was nervous for the first couple moments there's like the the first whole phrase everyone's listen the riff that i do in the in my line i do every night but like i think because it was the tonys i'm like this has to be clean it has to be so clean and as soon as i did it and i was like yeah got it okay now i can (laughs) have fun but i mean this i just I never, I say this all the time, never in a million years did I, did I think I would be originating a principal role in a brand new Broadway show that is as loved as this one. That that wasn't, that was not on my, my life bingo card because I had kind of managed my expectations. I said like, you know, that's not that's not really, that doesn't really like happen to people often. And you're not one of those people. I don't think that that will happen to, and that's okay. And then you're having this moment at Radio City. And I still think it was, it was criminal that y'all weren't nominated as like a group or in whatever capacity they did it for the UK. I know. Did you think that was going to happen for y'all, Sam? No. Okay. No, no, I didn't think so. I know they, I know they tried. I know our producers tried, but I didn't, I didn't think that the Tonys would be like, yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly was just happy that we were even there. And y'all had a good night still. So we had a good night. We had a great night. I was literally out until 7:30 in the morning. Stop. Are you where was that? Where was the after party? Our they had an after party for us, and then we like we party hopped and I ended up at um RPM Underground. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was like, that's where like the night closed out. I can't believe they were open that late or early. They were open so late. And I just remember like all the other party, you know, the parties were like fancy. Look at this beautiful party. And then RPM Underground, I walked in and it literally smelled like a frat house basement. It was so hot. It was so sweaty. It smelled like sticky beer on the floor. And I walked in and I was like, yeah, this is it. Broadway. <laughs> this is Broadway, baby. This is where we're closing out the night. It was chaos. And then the next day I started a workshop reading. <laughs> a couple hours later. <laughs> that is Broadway. So I slept. I, I had told them before I was like, hey, we're starting this the day after the Tonys. No. I'm not coming in before lunch. I can't. I absolutely, I physically will not be able to. So I was out until 7.30. I went home and slept for maybe like two and a half hours and then got my ass up and went to the workshop and was just a shell of a human. You maybe should have just stayed up. I mean, it's like when your body has to shut down to sleep. It's I like, know. 
Why? I know. I can't get and out. And luckily we had they we had the day, the full day. We didn't have a show that night. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Oh my so god. I was only at, at rehearsal for this thing until from like 1 30 to 5 or 5 30. Okay. And it's a it's like a it's a workshop that I've done I've done a couple times now. So like I knew the stuff okay. already and like I've I was just kind of sitting there like <laughs> eyes half open the whole time. Oh my gosh, it was worth it. It was such it was such a fun night and to to be there with everybody and like I mean the stage is so big. And I had only been in Radio City one time. I went and saw the the Christmas the I went and saw the Rockettes this last year for the first time ever. That was my first time being in Radio City and I was like, oh my God, we might be here for the like what? But then performing just like trying to do all the spacing and like make it to certain spot. It was just Oh my God. Unreal. Well, I'm so happy for you and everything. And everyone has to buy tickets to your show. But before we say goodbye, we do like to end on a dose of drama. A quick little segment where we recommend something, share something, anything on our minds or in our hearts. And I just want to say, give a shout out to a show that I saw this week, Alex Edelman's Just For Us at the Greenwich House Theater. It was this amazing blend of like theater comedy, stand up. It was like everything I ever needed and wanted. And I'm absolutely obsessed with him and he dates hannah einbinder from hacks who plays um um what's her name ava Ava. Ava. Plays ava which was kind of a gag to find out later because he mentioned his girlfriend at one point and i was like you're not gay no but anyway um no he <laughs> talks about it in the show but no he honors theory uh, is everyone's gay until proven otherwise soon so in this industry baby come on <laughs> but anyway loved him i think the show's ending but everyone has to go follow alex edelman because he's got great stuff coming anyway dylan what is your dose of drama do you have anything my dose of drama is that it's been three weeks. By the time this comes out, it'll have been more. Beyonce's renaissance has changed my whole life this summer. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I just listened to an album over and over again in order. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you ha- you know, it's just so good. My my favorite song is obviously Alien Superstar, but I have been loving Heated. Heated's my I, favorite. I want to memorize all of the words. It is just like, I want to be able to like, if the song comes on at like the club, I want to be able to slay every single word. <laughs> Uh, do you love Beyonce, Sam? Yeah. Who doesn't? doesn't? I've never seen her in concert before. I'm dying to. Oh, I, I think she'll tour this. Sam, do you have a dose of drama for us today? Yes. I, last week, um, I just read a book that Andrea had me get because she was coming to work and like talking to me and Brit about it. And so while she was standing there, I went on Amazon and I got a copy for yes. myself. And for um, the book is called Verity. And it's so good. I had to stop myself because I'm like, I'll just read this in one day. And I want to I want to have it for more days. Um, it's like sexy, kind of like spooky thriller. Oh, I'm sold. Dylan's favorite genre. It's an ending that like an ending that I don't know what is true. Oh, my God. It's very good. I'm always looking for new books and you're not the first person this week who has mentioned Verity. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dylan, didn't someone else? <gasps> yes. N- yes. So this is, this is a sign that I need to absolutely get it. It's good. It's like, it's also very much like the type of book that I read anyway, but it's, it's very good. I love that you're a reader. Yeah. Especially in the summertime. If I am sitting outside a lot and I'm a fast reader, I'll oh, usually yeah. read like I don't know, 10 books over the summer. You're amazing. Wow. I try to do two a month. I try to, you know, read a little bit before bed each night. And That's nice. I need to keep up with you. Bedtime 
nothing I can't do. I'll like sit at, there's a pool next to my building and I'll just like go to the pool every day. And that's when I, I know you look tan. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I'm envious. I mean, I would just burn, but that's fair. <laughs> anyway, Sam, you, this has been truly just like a kiki, like little girls chat. I really appreciate your time and you, you know, getting yeah. up for us on this Friday when you have nothing else going on until the show. You are so talented and so sweet and so kind. And it was an honor to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This is fun. Yay. And where can everyone buy tickets to your show at Chelsea Table and Stage? Yes, the show is, uh, it's November 1st. There are two shows. There's a seven o'clock PM show and a 930 show. Um, If you just go on the Chelsea Table and Stage website, if you click on calendar, you can like scroll through to November and then just click on the date and it'll give you the two options. Or if you don't live in New York City, there's also a live stream option. Ooh. That or like 20 bucks. Oh my God. That's what I'll have to do. I love that. That seems to be the hot new venue. It's stunning. And here's the thing. I would never just like decide to do a solo show and be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what the calendar's like at 54 below. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the solo show because um, my uh, fear and uh, insecurity is that like I would do that and no one would come. Mm. (laughs) Me too. Literally the only reason that I'm doing it is because they were, they were talking to my agents trying to get me on the calendar for uh, another like event that they were doing and it didn't work out. And then they came back to my agent and they're like, would she just be interested in maybe doing a solo show? And I was like, well, I don't have, I don't have that. Like I don't have a solo show that I do. And no, we would just want you to make one and like premiere it here. That's so cool. And I said, okay. Yeah. If you're like, if you're asking me to do it, then sure. And a couple weeks, two weeks ago or two, three weeks ago, I, I went, I'd never been there. I went there and, and talked to the event coordinator and saw the space and it's stunning. Oh my God. I love that. It's absolutely beautiful. I think that's going to be one of like the new spots where people are, putting their stuff up well i saw matt doyle did a bunch of dates there yes yeah he just did like three shows yeah um that that tony winner <laughs> um i i can't wait to tune into that and everyone should of course follow you your is it underscore sam Pauly or no oh, it's just at sam Pauly. sam Pauly. love Amazing. it and we'll put the link to all of the things you just said below and i cannot wait to see all that's coming up for you thank you all right connor where should people follow us? Follow us at the Drama Podcast. You're at Dylan McDowell. I'm at Connor McDowell. Sam, thanks again. All right, Connor. I'll see you next time. Drama. Drama.